We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. Come to see us on tour. Come to Dallas. Come to Minneapolis. Come to Vancouver. Come to New York City. Come to LA. Come all sorts of places. <laughs> we forgot to promote it on the last episode. Our bad. Come all sorts of places. Come all sorts of places. That's a really good way to promote our tour. Come all sorts of places. <laughs> I'm getting more excited the more that it comes together. I think it's going to be extremely funny. You know why I'm excited? Number one, because it's funny. Yeah. Number two, because we got our outfits ready. No spoilers, oh, man, but we, we got our clothes. Outfits. Oh, man, did we get our outfits. Here's a teaser for all of you. Lindsay and I are matching. <laughs> We're going to match. It's I know. I would say sick. that's that's like reason number reason number one. You're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be fun. Reason number two. You're gonna see us matching in matching looks. Matching brought to looks. you by the Consistency Project. If you don't know, get into it. I'm so excited for our looks. You'll see them, and we'll tell you more about them. It's gonna be amazing. And not only are they looks, their looks spelled they're the looks. way that Eva Murray does it. Their looks. Uh, These girlies even told Bobby, "You can't wear your Birkenstocks <laughs> on stage." This girlie tells me, never show feet for free. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I feel like that's something you needed to hear from yeah. our new stylist at the Consistency You're on Project. stage, never you show know. feet for free. No, I, yeah. You're not You're not allowed to wear the Burks on stage. No, I'm not wearing the Burks. Okay. Anyway, buy tickets to Weekly Us. It's going to be so fun. Slash uh, you won't believe it. It's going to be so much fun. Breaking news. You won't news. believe it. You won't believe it. What's the breaking news? So typically I like getting breaking news from Just Jared just because it's the most demented news on the internet. Yeah. But I found good breaking news in 
Us Weekly. And I think we talked, I'm not sure if this was, pay, it blurs together. I'm not sure if we had this conversation on Patreon or the main show, but we were recently talking about whether or not Tina Knowles, excuse me, Tina Wait, Lawson. I was literally going to say this was my breaking news because last yes. night I saw this in a text and I went, oh, and then I read it out loud at dinner and the people I was with went, oh, and I was like, oh my God, that really got the reaction that it deserved, which is that, right. oh, you know. Tina Knowles filed for divorce from Richard Lawson. Okay. Oh my God, it's Freaking. But here's the thing. We talked about whether or not Tina Knowles was a them or a who. And I'm not sure where we netted out. I always forget where we netted out. I think my argument was that she was a them and your argument was that she was a who. And then we sort of agreed to disagree and we moved on. Yeah. yeah. Here's the headline for this. In the, It's not the main headline when you click, but in the news, like the teaser text, it says divorce as the tag. Beyonce's mom files for divorce from husband after eight years of marriage. No names are in this. Not a single. The only name in this is Beyonce. And that makes me think that, okay, fine. She's a who. Beyonce's mom separates Beyonce's from her mom. husband. So neither of their names, Richard Lawson nor Tina Knowles, are in the article. So you're saying that confirms the hoodum. Beyonce's mom and stepfather are splitting up. Yes. Tina Knowles about to have her sexy summer. A lot of big splits. A lot of I, big splits. I do. I I hate to say that. Venus is in retrograde, and the divorces are coming in fast and furious. <laughs> I said this last night, and then I had to like list them off, and I was like, "Oh my god, it really is a lot of divorces or breakups Rosalia, or separations." Tina, yeah, we'll Ariana, there. that's Sophia. Three. Sophia, yes, yes. Just because Beyonce, that family has themselves so buttoned up. Tina's kind of the loose thread sometimes, which is like she's kind of the access into that family that's heavily guarded. And her getting a divorce from her like perfect actor husband is an interesting twist. Yeah, you're, you're right. She's the accessible one. She's down. She's closer to Earth than anyone she's else. Even though clown. like when right. you're a Knowles, how close can you be to Earth? You know, but she's still closer. You can't get that close to Earth, but she's closer. Mm hmm. You're listening to Who's There? I'll be calling sure we'll be taking your questions, comments, and concerns at 619. Who them? Let's start with comments. Hi, Who Weekly, medium time, medium time. I just called, but it was really rambly, and I apologize. But um, Emmy and Max from Dragon Tales are Hispanic. And when J-Lo's children with Mark Anthony were born, a lot of Spanish-language media made a big deal out of the fact that Mark Anthony's other children from previous relationships did watch that show and that J-Lo and Mark Anthony really loved that, like, PBS had this hit show with Latinos and the media, and they just adored that whole tie-in. Um, it was definitely covered in Spanish-language media, and I definitely remember seeing it at least once when her babies were born, that she loved the show, that, you know, they were definitely an inspiration. So, Yeah. J-Lo has Dragon Babies, which is awesome, and crunch, crunch. I'm convinced. So, yes? So, yes. I like this website, families.com. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez names kids after characters on PBS Kids Show. Families.com. Do you need a more reputable source than families.com? So they said yes. If there's contemporaneous reporting that this caller remembers that Mark Anthony's previous kids, aka not J-Lo's kids, did like Dragon Tales, 
I'm willing to believe it. I just wasn't thinking about Mark's other kids. Like, I wasn't thinking about that connection. It's very loose for me. It's very loose for me. I mean, the morning show is coming back. I just saw the season three trailer, and they're all about, you know, facts and reporting the and the truth. the truth. And I just feel very reminded to be held to that standard. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't get to loop the morning show season three trailer in with, with J-Lo and Mark Anthony's children. I'm sorry. J-Lo is like four minutes away from being put on that show. <laughs> J-Lo Lo's hologram floats on stage in that show. Would you be shocked? You know, everyone's a hologram on that show. Everyone is a hologram on that show. That show isn't the an oil painting at this point. You know, it's it's Facetune could never. No, it's Mid Journey oil painting. That's too nice. You t- they typed in Mid Journey like scene when Greta Lee gets an elevator and then it like spit that out. Michelangelo did die when he saw the Morning Show season three trailer. He's like, ah, my work here is done. Jennifer Aniston interviewing question mark question mark I, John Ham I guess maybe question mark and then like a scene spit out. <laughs> okay, next call. Hi DLT, I have to pause the pod. I am not a sports person at all, but I've been following BK Metcalf for years on Instagram because of his weird spawn that he always does for weird foods. Um, he had this whole era of being obsessed with Nesquik, like strawberry milk. Um, and then, so Nesquik sponsored him or whatever. And then he had this whole campaign for vegan chicken nuggets. He's, he's wild. Um, all that to say, it's extremely funny that he's in his candy era now. It tracks completely, um, showing whole crunch crunch. He's currently in his Gatorade spawn era. We saw a lot of Gatorade Spawn that he's doing. Before that, he did the vegan chicken nuggets. It was a vegan product that I'd never heard of before. Have you heard of this? Called Is corn? it Nugs? Oh, no. No, it's corn. Corn? Is it made out of corn? No, it's made out of mushrooms. Well, it's made out of fungus. Not even. I'm being too generous by saying mushrooms. All corn foods contain mycoprotein as an ingredient, which is derived from the fusarium venenatum, fung- venenatum fungus. In most corn products, the fungus culture is dried and mixed with egg albumin, which acts as a binder and is then adjusted in texture and pressed into various forms. A I vegan formulation also science. exists that uses potato protein as a binder instead of egg albumin. Interesting. I feel like we're doing free spawn for this, like, not corn-based corn called product that this guy once sold, you know? Yeah, but I think this does act as like evidence that if he wanted to do spawn for candy, he could in two seconds. He couldn't a heartbeat. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't arguing otherwise. I'm sure he could do spawn for whatever he wants, you know? Were you ever into Nesquik? Or are you into Nesquik now? No, but I'm into oh. Gatorade. Oh, yeah, love you love Gatorade. Gatorade. Love Gatorade. I love electrolytes. I had such a Nesquik era in like Did high you? school. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Well, that I was loved like, milk. I still that love was... milk. <laughs> I love milk, but I don't love I Nesquik is not my I did the powder. I didn't buy the pre made. No, I You did the use the powder? Yeah, you stir it up in the milk. Ooh. Okay. It's sugar, man. Nesqu- it's, it's Nesquik sugar. Nesquik tonight, King. Nesquik King. <laughs> Sorry. A little throwback uh, to the last episode in case uh, you missed me it. Me texting DK. Okay. <laughs> Nesquik tonight, King. No, that's Normani texting DK. <laughs> Hey, BLT, long time, long time. So I was listening to you talk about the Lisa Dutton-Rami Malik split, and you mentioned that Rami is an Oppenheimer, but what you didn't mention is that Lucy Boynton is in Barbie. And I'm like, okay, 
Barbenheimer obviously led to the split. They just couldn't handle having films open the same weekend. <laughs> but truly, I mean, I remember the Priest Barbie joke. She plays Priest Barbie. Did I say that? She plays Priest Barbie. I remember the joke in the movie, but I don't remember seeing her as Priest Barbie, which feels weird. But, I mean, as you guys say, she is in stuff. So I guess I should have figured that she'd be in Barbie, right? Anyway, just want to let you know. thought that was pretty funny. Um, crunch, crunch. I'm so confused. Was she in Barbie or not? She's not in Barbie. She's in Barbie. She's Proust Barbie. No, and I she's remember not. the joke. I remember the joke, but like the caller, I don't remember seeing her. I'm seeing this outfit that's allegedly a screenshot of Lucy Boynton in Barbie behind America Ferrera. And I I don't remember seeing this woman. <laughs> but I do remember a joke about Proust. I'm so confused. Wait. There... She was there and we didn't even notice. No, that's Lucy Boynton. I'm on the website purewow.com and it says the best surprise cameos in Greta Gerwig's Barbie and it says Lucy Boynton was in there as Proust. You might recognize Boynton for her work in Bohemian Rhapsody, The Politician, or Don't Knock Twice, but we had no idea she would be appearing as Proust Barbie in the film. It's a short moment, but she kills it. <laughs> is it on her IMDb? Yes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. What's her She's name again? Proust Lucy Boynton. It says Lucy Boynton, Proust Barbie. On Shut the internet the movie database. Door. She is yeah. not. Wait. She's there. I'm telling you, she's I'm, there. I'm clicking. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is so insulting that she literally was, she's reduced to like the smallest Easter egg, but it's still on her IMDb. Yeah. I'd be like, take me off. You know, I'm not even in it. That's good for a known for. It's good for a resume. I was in one of the biggest movies in recent memory. Yeah, but she was like barely, you know, like not even. We didn't even see her. I'm sorry. She was also Marie Antoinette in Chevalier. This girlie is always doing things that no one knows about. <laughs> I just think that's so, in it's just so funny to be the like a gag in a movie and you're not, I, I just feel like actually this speaks to her being a bigger actor than what I said before. Like she's bigger than being a Easter egg in a big movie. She's bigger than big is what you're saying? She's not bigger than big, but I just feel like this is kind of beneath hers to be like cut out <laughs> like this. Oh, I don't think it's beneath her. I do. I just would be mad if they were like, you're in Barbie and then like I wasn't in Barbie, but then it was still like on my IMDb because I was in some sort of weird like background. When you see Lucy Boynton, you go, huh? What? What? And when you see Romy Malik, you go, <gasps> <laughs> like it's it's impossible to ignore. It's jarring, you're saying. Right. Rami Malek is unignorable. Lucy Boynton, like, blends into wallpaper. He speaks in that movie. He has an actual, like, line read. Yeah. Like, he's, like, yeah. a person. He has, his, he has his very interesting voice. And he talks to, he talks yeah, to Oppie like this. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. I'm telling you not to spoil it. You will do it. And oh, don't do it. How could I spoil? You think I could spoil the black and white scenes of Oppenheimer? Oh, bop, 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 bop. Bup, 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 bup. That's the spoiler of Oppenheimer. You could spoil a glass of the most delicious wine. You could you could figure it out. You could spoil vinegar. I'm just saying, you without even realizing. You could spoil vinegar. That's a good one. I've never heard that. Thank you. Anyways, before Bobby spoils Oppenheimer for us all, I need to move us off this topic. <laughs> okay, next call. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I'm calling about Ao Um... She is obviously in The Bear, but I feel like since watching the second season of The Bear, I've seen her everywhere. She was in a couple episodes of Abbott Elementary. She was in an episode of Black Mirror. 
she's in um, a new movie called uh, Bottoms, and I saw her in the trailer for Cedar Camp. She was on Big Mouth. Like, she's been acting for a handful of years, but the credits that she has in 2023 and we're, like, halfway through the year is, like, triple what she's had in years past. So that she's who right now, but I'm calling to ask to uh, see if you guys think she will become a then. Okay, crunch, crunch. Oh, and I love her, so I want her to be a then. What I think is interesting is that, like, you're saying, oh, I've seen her a lot more since the second season. The reason is because when she was in the first season, that was, like, her breakout. And then since mm-hmm. then, they've had time to cast her in, like, lots of this other little things, mm-hmm. like, awaiting the second season, which is cool because it means, like, the hype of the second season of The Bear, which I think Bobby can't speak to but has been fulfilled, the second season is very good. It's probably as good as the first. I think p- people can, like, kind of objectively agree that, yes, that's true. And then, like, she gets to be seen in, like, all these other things that were taped, like, in the lead up to that second season being, like, TBD, you know? Like, could have been mm-hmm. a flop, could have been, like, a fall-off moment for it. Mm-hmm. But, like, her her star gets to, like, continue to rise because that's kind of, like... The second season is good and she's like being sprinkled in like all these cool things. But also I think the other thing about her is she's like a comedian's comedian where like before even the bear happened, like a lot of people were fans of her and trying to put her in stuff and trying to find stuff for her. She was doing voice work and writing work and then they were like, no, you should be on screen too. And then it sort of like blew up after that. Because never forget, one of her first big acting gigs was a voice gig in Big Mouth after Jenny Slate got fired from the show because she was playing like a biracial character. And they were like, hey, Io, do you want to do it? And she was like, oh, not really. Like she's talked about this interview. She was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to even do that. But that was like the beginning of everything after that in terms of her being an on-screen and like actual actor and not just a writer and comedian. Yeah, exactly. I just think it's like, it's very interesting that it's like she blew up on the bear but then there just like wasn't a lot of other stuff about her that people could consume so it's like oh then you have to like backfill you know so then people can like go find you elsewhere if they like love you so much on that show and as someone who doesn't watch the bear what i find interesting about the bear and her role on the bear is is it like an ensemble show or is he like objectively the main lead of this show i would say he's objectively the lead but the second season they're like they're having more people have more stuff to do his 2023, I'm just saying comparatively, it's interesting to me that, like, it's really the bear and Shameless. Whereas you look at her and IMDb and it's, like, nonstop stuff, nonstop stuff down the pipeline. But I also think they're different types of actors. Like, they're both playing, like, more dramatic in the bear. But I would say she's way more going to play comedy and he is going to continue to play dramatic. Her doing a voice in, you know, Big Mouth and appearing quickly on Abbott Elementary and like Teenage Mutant I feel like she is very it's easier for her to like get sprinkled across like cool stuff you know yeah so she's very good friends with Rachel Sennett since Wait, which is when college we talked about her already because I feel like we've already kind of done a little bit of this we've mentioned her before but not since the bear season one and I think everything's kind of gotten even bigger for her in the past two years or whatever or the past year and a half I think the what the caller was trying to say was like the 2023 slate has sort of like solidified her place as like, yeah, she's on the path to themdom. She's not a them now. Does the bear make her a them? Is that show no. so big and I'm completely blinded to it? No, but you should watch it. The show is good, but the show is not making her a them. I don't think. Okay. I think the show is barely making him a them. I mean, maybe yeah. like cuspy them, but I still think he's like called bear guy more than he like has a name in you know, whatever. But it's it's really giving, like, 
that photo of him shirtless kind of went viral and it was like, oh, right. bear it's guy. Kind of funny. <laughs> right. Well, it's like there because it had a lot of like interesting uh, layers of like, oh, recently divorced guy. Oh, you know, the the uh, tank top tan he had was like pretty compelling. You know, like this yeah. guy. I think he was buff before divorce stuff, but whatever. People were like, oh, wow, like got buff. You know, yeah. he was always buff. And meanwhile, her thing is like glam. You know, she's getting all the like Tom Brown stuff. She's getting getting like magazine covers. She's getting more interesting profiles. She has a really good stylist. I'm like, I forget the name. I feel like you could look it up pretty easily. She's a really good stylist. And the stylist is putting her in like really fun. Laura Sophia Cox. Thank you. Looks and like she's turning it out and she's doing like a Zendaya kind of thing where she is attending fashion shows. She is going to things that maybe are things she doesn't have to go to but is like I want to go I want to like wear a cute look and like go to this fashion show like she's clearly enjoying like going out and that's I think maybe the the little bit of sparkle that's gonna that that makes it a little bit different you know what I mean yeah there's like a it's like Zendaya it's like an Emma Chamberlain thing where it's just sort of like if you put yourself out there enough in like beautiful gowns gorgeous gowns it it intrigues you even if you have not seen the work that they are doing where it's like i don't know who emma chamberlain is why is she everywhere oh i love what she's wearing i'm like oh that's so fun because (laughs) oh oh you're like a you're a breath of fresh air in this like stuffy event because you're wearing like this really cool bow look you know Mm -hmm. i think that's more that's also like a way in yeah and i also think that like the alleged darkness surrounding jeremy allen white's divorce made him maybe less desirable desirable and maybe less willing to do a lot of press for this show so it's kind of all fallen on the shoulders of Aya right. and it seems like she's like up to the task I mean also don't you get a sense that like she's better at press than him anyways or like somebody who's naturally funny oh yeah well she's funny and everyone likes right. her and he seems too intense and serious and weird <laughs> somebody who's just naturally funny and like has like improv background and like can crack a joke is going to be better at doing press and is going to be ultimately more likable than somebody who takes himself as seriously as I think he does as like a thespian which mm-hmm. I think also comes from just like being an actor for a thousand years he was on Shameless since he was like pretty young so like I just feel like you get like a very sense of self-seriousness unfortunately from that from that yeah. and she's like more fresh she's like I'm happy started. to be here you know what I mean I'm gonna yeah. give you good quote like I'm gonna be funny on the carpet mm-hmm I'm going to serve Luke's, as Eva Murray would say. She serves Luke's. She loves to serve Luke's on the carpet. Anyway, Rachel Senate. I think last time we mentioned Io, it was like in the context of Rachel, but I don't even know. I know we talked about Rachel a million times in Cutter because it was kind of boring. Well, they're like friends from NYU. So they've kind of been on a parallel come up, but Mm -hmm. Rachel has not had a moment as big as the bear in her career. No, which is funny because Rachel had Shiva baby, which people Mm -hmm. were like, this is it, girly, like go to the stars. And then Mm -hmm. like, you know, and then she's like had lots of other stuff, a few other things. And like the idol was supposed to be a big thing and then kind of wasn't, although she was really good in it. But the show itself like wasn't enough to like do the thing. And so it's just funny that you're right. They're kind of like neck and neck in an interesting way. But and they come from like the exact same kind of place. Literally at the exact same place. And so the story is that like Rachel had a more explicit dream of being a comedian and was like, I want to do improv. I want to do shows and then meets Io and they're like, you're so funny. Do it along with me. And I was like, I don't want to do it. And Rachel, this is the story she tells. Rachel basically pressured her into like doing stand up, doing shows, signed her up for stuff. And then surprise, surprise, she was really good at it. And Mm -hmm. this is I think this may be literally the first time I was introduced to her via this tweet. 
Oh, yeah. She really good at Twitter, too. When Twitter was fun. September 2018. Picture it, if you will. September 2018. Uh, so a lot of people, when they saw this tweet, um, kind of like got freaked out. But I just wanted to like clarify. Um, when you see A-Y-O, you might want to uh, say A-O, but that's not how you say my name. It's actually... Remember when you could put that on anything and it was like the greatest thing in the world? No, it's still funny to me, but you're right. There's a really good New Yorker kind of profile about her that kind of goes through the things that we're saying, but more eloquently, you know? And this is a lead up to Bottoms, which is what they're both in. And they wrote, right? Didn't they write it together? Rachel wrote it, but not Io. Okay. It's the director of Shiva Baby, I think. Emma Seligman, wasn't that Shiva Baby? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, but that's the movie. It's almost funny to have this story where these two girlies are quote unquote neck and neck and then they like have a movie together that could possibly be like a sleeper hit. Yeah. And that comes out what? Next month? Like soon. Next month. She just got cast in a Marvel movie and that, and that brings us to the question, is she going to be a them? I think that's what that means. (laughs) You think so? You think I think that's. that's what that means because that's being cast in a Marvel movie. I think is not just the Marvel movie, but it's a sign from like the industry that you have legs that we we are signing up to to be in your business. <laughs> okay, that's an interesting point, but I don't think it's what we used to say, which is the exposure from a Marvel movie is what makes you with them. It's more the sign in from the powers that be to mm-hmm. put you in a Marvel movie that gives you that them lift. Yeah. We have faith in you joining this world. But it's almost like a sign to everyone else. It's like a bid. It's like we're putting, we're bidding, we're betting on this person. We're putting our money on them and putting them in this Marvel movie that mm-hmm. it's going to, that they're going to be a thing. And not that this Marvel movie is going to make them a thing, but it's almost this like reverberation that kind of mm-hmm. like everyone's like, uh huh, yeah, interesting. Oh, she's going to be in a Marvel movie. It's called Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts will bring together several anti-heroes across the MCU, right. including Florence Pugh, David Harbour, uh, who else? Sebastian Stan Bucky, as Bucky Barnes, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus as from She's been in the Black other Widow, right? Okay. I'm like reading this makes me want to go to sleep, but I just think it's not even about the movie itself being seen by anyone, which I think it'll be seen by a bunch of people, but I, I do feel like the Marvel thing is kind of coming to its natural close. But you know who I think is not going to be deemed by the powers that be that they should be in a Marvel movie and be given this sort of like opportunity and being bestowed this this kind of faith. Jeremy Allen White. As someone who doesn't watch the show, to me, she's so much buzzier and bigger than him. No, I think that that's a good perspective because you're seeing more the the so the the like impact of them versus their actual work or whatever yeah yeah and the show distorts that because he's the star so you're gonna see him on the same like level as they're putting her but but i i do think that it's like she's more exciting than him also i think Mm it just in every way Mm -hmm. he's in stuff coming up he's in movies he's in the iron claw what is that oh, the zach efron thing yeah yeah oh my god you're right when zach efron was wearing that funny look and everybody was like mm-hmm. um why are you in that funny look and it was like because of this is that the ones who they're 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 the wrestlers yeah yeah he's in a movie okay. with riz ahmed and uh jesse buckley okay. coming up okay i find the energy emanating from that man so dark that i can't really well, of think course about you it do. <laughs> of course you do of course you do I mean, of course you do. Like everything about him that's not the show is like not appe- is not really yes. that appealing. 
Also, his hotness is a Rorschach test. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's one of those, <laughs> yeah. it's like, a, it's like when your therapist shows you that milk splat and you're like, that's a bear. Or like, why did I say bear? It's like, that's a glass of milk. <laughs> that's me seeing anything. That's the bear because I have no idea what the bear is. <laughs> right. But like, you know what I mean? Like you're showing you the splotch and you're like, mm, that's like three giraffes standing on each other's shoulders. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like his hotness to yeah. the world. Everyone's like, either he's like dropped dead gorge or they're like mm -hmm. what you know and that's kind of what i think is a little bit of the magic of him too yeah but i but it, i'm thinking of his like he was on the vf young hollywood or the vf hollywood cover like remember the one where they were on that club yeah and he wore like mesh and like opened a beer with his like butthole or something i forget what it was <laughs> yeah that's exactly what he did i could see io being on like a big vf cover this year like a group of like up and comers because it's just sort of like crazy at this point like what's in the works for this person is just like Kind of out of control. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go France. to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak, you listen, you think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You're having a dinner party. It's last mm -hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making, this, this happens to Bobby all the time, the specialty cocktail that Josh is making we're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be, there's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store, but we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or Amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash, because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening 
any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hello. Um, like in the early first days of the pandemic, I called and asked you guys to talk about Jody Sweden, which was so nice because you did. And um, it was very cheering. It very much cheered me up. Um, but I just wondered if you had anything to say about known who's uh, Jody Sweden and Andrea Barber are hosting a Full House rewatch podcast, and um, Candace Cameron Bure is nowhere to be seen. Okay, um, thanks so much for all that you do. Crunch, crunch, me and Grace. I can't remember any new ones. Bye. We don't have to spend too much time on this, but I find it less interesting that Andrea Barber and Jody Sweeten are hosting a Full House Rewatch podcast than the fact that Dave Coulier also just started a Full House Rewatch podcast. So now there are two competing Full House Rewatch podcasts. I am literally obsessed with the competing Rewatch podcast. This happened with The Hills. It is and the so- office funny to me that yeah we are racing to the bottom literally like give these people their residuals you know like i do think actually the full house people are super rich on residuals though more so than most maybe that's an assumption i shouldn't make but maybe not super rich but i feel like they're like richer than most yeah they're like they're reaping the benefits of an old system still yeah for sure yes and i think that show somehow still has like a a baffling relevance to this day i have no idea how this show of all the weird friday night tgif shows like like, why is it there were so many better ones but i guess it's just because this one has more episodes and this one got fuller house but it's like there were better shows. <laughs> but the reason why it got Fuller House is re- relates to this. It's not because this got Fuller House. Like, yeah. what you're talking about is, like, why did it get Fuller House? Why do we give a shit about this family? Like, what is this show? You're right. Why is this show, like, captured our imagination so fully in this way? As, like, honestly, this is, like, a millennial touch point. Wasn't there a story around this, or am I confusing this with another show, where it's just sort of, like, Netflix made the decision to bring this back, I think because they saw data that people somewhere were watching the old Full House. You know, like, I don't think they make these decisions in a vacuum. You're right. They're seeing something. This is why I'm telling all my friends to watch Girls on HBO. I'm like, let, like, everyone watch, rewatch Girls. I want mm-hmm. Girls to get rebooted <laughs> because of some weird rewatching data. A reboot of Girls could just be, Hell I mean, it vibes. could be anything. Anyway, be so anything. Dave Coulier launched his podcast, which is called Full House Rewind with Dave Coulier a month ago. It's just him. It's just him with Dave Coulier. Then How Rude Tanneritos with Jody Sweeten and Andrea Barber launches on iHeart. Well, here's the difference. Full House Rewind with Dave Coulier is from a company called Podco. Never heard of her. How Rude Tanneritos comes out with press releases aplenty. They're getting a Hyundai spawn. They announce it via Hyundai spawn on Instagram. Every fucking website I read is writing about this. And, and it's an iHeart show. I-Heart, yeah. It's just a bigger, it's bigger marketing. It's bigger press pushes. It's just... I think Podco also does a lot of their whole thing is nostalgia bait, kind of nostalgic throwback, like these like people uh, talking about how funny. Oh, it was Chrissy Carlson Romano has a show with them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've seen, I've done a lot of research on this recently, and I've seen Podco kind of come up as that nostalgic. Okay. In that nostalgic realm, so what is funnier is that we're not the only ones to kind of notice that there are these two very 
close to launched launched near each other full house rewatch podcasts people noticed and asked them about it and we got this headline <laughs> Jody Sweeten Andrea Barber aren't worried about Dave Coulier's competing full house rewatch podcast exclusive <laughs> quote there is room at the table for all of us to be successful and to celebrate each other's wins Andrea Barber tells people this is the funniest thing to make them talk about like it's Dave's so different too than what ours is. Sweeten forty one also explains in her joint interview with Barber occurring on July twelfth prior to the SAG strike. Yeah, that's another question: is should they even be promoting this TV well, show? Like that, even that they did it four thousand years ago. I mean, it's a really good question. And is this I feel a workaround like... to get away around this? But I think these people should be caring about residuals. I think that the Hyundai spawn leads me to believe this was planned a long, long time ago before the strike was even sort of just, an idea. But I still, I do feel like it's still it still comes off weird. as like weird. I don't love it. Promoting your podcast, which is promoting a show, which you will make money on if people watch it because of the podcast, skirts the line of scab. <laughs> I think. Yes, I think it's and I weird. also feel like if this. <laughs> You're, you should be talking about residuals louder than anyone. And I want to hear that to be your talking point. I don't envy organizers. And I don't envy the like strike captains figuring either. out like what this means. Because I this is such right. a weird gray area that like didn't exist until very recently, this kind of thing. Right. You know? Despite simultaneous launches, Barber, 47, exclusively tells people there's no competition at all. He is more geared towards a video format. Ours is, this is when you just stop talking. Ours is really <laughs> audio with some clips and stuff of video. He's got Mr. Woodchuck on there and all that stuff. And we're going to do his podcast. He's going to come on and do ours. There's no weird thing where we're not doing each other's shows or anything like that. It's like, we're all going to make money separately on this. Sweeten said they originally started pitching this idea. Uh, I mean, pitching this idea. Literally, this idea. It's not... <laughs> It's not an idea. <laughs> and found out Dave was coming out with his. And we were like, well, we have a different perspective. Oh, my God. This is like, as being kids on the show, it's such a different experience, she added. It's hell. It's it's a version of being asked the Nebo Baby question. It's like, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you go on overdrive and you talk too much. The Full House fandom, quote, is so big that there is no such thing as too much Full House content. See, that I don't agree with. <laughs> Do you agree with that? No. You know who's not doing a Full House rewatch show? Fucking Candace Cameron Bure. Yeah, she's speaking to Jesus directly. She doesn't need this. She needs she needs God. <laughs> she's got plenty of other income streams, though. I am actually obsessed with, though, the way that they all interact with her because they can't really... The only... Really, the only girly that has kind of been like, F you, Jody. is Jody. But Jody. everyone else yeah. knows that Candace is part of the meal ticket that is the continuing nostalgia fest of Full House. So they kind of don't really talk about her or like deal with her they were on fuller house with her they can't they right. can't that's what i'm saying but also they're yeah. gonna they do all these like 90s nostalgia convention type things with her too and i just think it's very interesting that they kind of just like they're like she's family she's family it's very much your uncle who like has bad opinions but you're like that's my uncle you know like mm -hmm. it is very it's interesting that they're all kind of chained to this in a way mm-hmm mm -hmm. This killed me. Dave Coulier's comment on the Instagram reveal of the podcast, which had the caption, this is Andrea Barber's paid partnership with Hyundai USA, original audio. At Jody Sweeten and I took a trip around San Francisco in our Hyundai USA Tucson to celebrate the launch of our new podcast, How Rude Tanneritos. Take a trip down memory lane with us, premiering tomorrow, wherever you listen to podcasts. At How Rude Podcast, hashtag, it's your it's journey. Your journey. Jody writes, I can't wait for this adventure, which is definitely Hyundai language. They probably love the word adventure. Woohoo, love you, AB. 
One of the top comments, Dave Coulier. So happy for you guys. Love you. Heart, heart. <laughs> Dave Coulier is like, where the fuck is my Hyundai? I do think that... <laughs> I do think that what's good for the goose is good for the gander here. Obviously. Like, they are both probably completely fine with this. And people, let's let's be frank, if you are obsessed with Full House as a fucking grown adult, you are the type of person who's going to listen to both of these fucking podcasts, you know? If you are desperate enough for how, for how Rue Tanneritos, you are probably gagged. You're living. Yes, yeah, they want to eat. We're hungry. They want to eat. With it's... Dave Coulier. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're probably like, yum, yum. Let me listen to 12 of these a week and Candace Camembert's Jesus Pod, you know? They're hungry. They want to eat. And guess what? They're getting it. You're hungry. You want to eat. God, the Full House fans are eating lately, They're okay? Eating. But all they want is hmm. Olsen twins. And guess what? You're never going to get it. I'm sorry. Mary-Kate and Ashley don't even know what a podcast is. <laughs> you are never going to. You think those Olsen twins are going to come around to you and maybe do a podcast? Honey, no. They are rich. They don't need this bullshit. They, are, they have so fully uh, bracketed, tax bracketed them out of this shit. It is amazing. You will never hear from them again involving Full House. On the next episode of How Rude Tanneritos, we're getting two very famous twins, but it's Nikki and Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're available. They're available. What are they up to, honestly? I mean, that's really kind of the downfall of this content is that you'll never stop getting it because there'll never be a dearth of actors that were part of it that don't want to keep taking out from the pot, you know? Uh if there's money Uh to be kind of earned from it, right? Yeah, yes, yes. I never thought like Kirsten Cavallari or Lauren Conrad would like dip back into the hills. They were kind of so above it and beyond it. And then guess what? You know, 10 years later, it's like back to the hills. The story of this show is so fucking crazy. Yeah. It's one of the things about millennial nostalgia where I'm like, that show was not good. We watched it, but it was not good. No one liked that show. It's like when people remember like, rom-coms that they loved in the year 2000 and i'm like it wasn't a good movie we just watched it because it was there when you rewatch it now it sucks i don't know right but the problem is with nostalgia it's not about the quality of the content it's the timing it's when it hit you it's Mm -hmm. if you're a certain age and and you're watching something it could be the garbage the most garbagey like content ever it's like people are nostalgic for like for shows that are just the worst things on the planet but it's because we were you were 13 and it's like yeah when i was 13 every Everything hit hard, you know? Yeah, it sure did. It sure did. (laughs) Hi, Holy Rosalia and Rao have called off their engagement. I don't think love exists. Crunch, crunch. Ariana Grande and Dalton, that was TikTok, TikTok. No one was surprised when they broke up. This actually, I think, shocked a lot of people People because they've been doing the press of like, we're in love. We're on Hot Ones together. We we're release working, music together. We're working, we're working together. together. We do all of our interviews, like, basically just, like, holding each other's hands. We're so no. in love. But they did have, like, visible, sweet yes. chemistry in a way that really did capture the hearts of the world, you know? And really then, But we, even, we, don't even have a, we don't even have a reason to. All we have is the people official, these two have canceled their engagement and then we had very quickly people being like cheated he cheated he cheated cheated mm-hmm. tonight cheated tonight king or whatever like people because <laughs> i do think that that's kind of the 
the kind of typical standard like why does a couple who seem so in love break up somebody cheats and usually it's the guy i unfortunately that's just kind of the Mm go-to first and then he immediately released a statement which actually did also confirm the breakup because like it hadn't really been confirmed by either party and his was released to make a denial that anything happened involving cheating like he released a statement that was like it's not because of third parties or infidelity because she's more famous than him so who's gonna get in trouble here him right Exactly. That's where everyone's minds instantly go, whether or not it's true. That's what I'm saying. Is it even in your best interest as a celebrity to give a reason? I think that most celebrities would say no. It's themy to not say why you're splitting. I it guess. is, but also I feel like people are saying, oh, wait till the new music. Wait till her new music. Mm-hmm. Wait in, And then maybe like some of that, because she writes her music, oh, maybe some of that leaks out through the music. If it's cheating, if it's infidelity, mm-hmm. then, oh, we're going to get like a banger. But then my question is kind of like, is that still them me when you essentially like let the music speak? Which I, I mean, that's that's Beyonce, that's Adele, that's what that's what we've come to. That's Ariana Grande. That's what we've come to expect. It is themy to kind of let it lie until you have your creative outlet that kind of says everything. Unless mm-hmm. you're Chelsea Ballerini, which was not themy. Sorry, Chelsea Ballerini. <laughs> what did I say? You said Chelsea, which is really funny. She's very, she's giving Chelsea, gotta say. She really is like, who's Chelsea? She's Chelsea. <laughs> she's okay. Chelsea. Sorry. I'm so she mad at her for when that. Call her Chelsea. I'm so mad at Kelsey Ballerini. Like she hates when the Starbucks barista is like triple shot caramel macchiato for Chelsea. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's Kelsey. It's Kelsey. <laughs> I just feel like that was not whatever we were going for there was not working for me. The Kelsey Ballerini stuff. No, we. I don't, I don't know why we talked about her. I'm sorry. I don't know why we talked about her. She didn't deserve a second. I know you like love her and you love the short movie she made about the breakup. Because what she was doing was this, right? She was treating her relationship as though she was this famous. Well, it's also just like if Casey Musgraves munched off lemonade, then Kelsey munched off Casey. And that's like the derivative of the derivative. And already mm-hmm. if we're already at the derivative of the derivative, I don't want to see that. You're going right. to do it sloppy. And I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. But you're so right that like this is when <laughs> it's a when Ballerini. it's a musical Chelsea Ballerini when it is a musical artist we expect the statement to come in the form of music which is really interesting and I'd never really thought about it like that and that's better for everyone involved and also yeah, it really is but I'm not surprised he put out the statement like fast and furious because he has like his career he doesn't need like all of her fans to be like Mah! you know I mean I don't want to diminish his success and his fame obviously. We're talking about Rosalia and Raul Alejandro. They're very, very famous. But she's more famous. Come on. But she's more famous. It feels like this is very unexpected and happened very fast because they just released like an EP together with Mm -hmm. music. They're doing promo. He showed up in her Hot Ones interview like at the end of the episode. Like she was crying at a performance a few days ago. It just feels very... You the performance of hentai, which is like a sexy song. I just feel like they put all their eggs in this basket of them doing stuff together. Like they yeah. took, remember the GQ couples quiz? Remember when that was like the most relevant thing couples could do when yeah. like two big couples did it When or those whatever? are cute, they are cute. This one was really cute and they did that. And if you search their names on YouTube, I just, I guess what I'm saying is you get so much content of them together. There's like the music video in which it revealed their proposal at the end is like all clips of them like together. It's so cute. It's so like... It feels unexpected to them as much as it is to us yeah. because of all the stuff that they put out as a couple. This isn't this isn't a Dalton Gomez situation. I mean, I don't even know what that man's voice sounds like. You know, yeah. like I've never heard him speak a, no. a sentence. I've never heard him say like, 
and this is a five bedroom, three bath. <laughs> I've never heard him say anything <laughs> before, you know? So the most intriguing thing about his statement, which was in Spanish and we had to translate it, but in the second paragraph of his statement, which is which is long, it's like white on black, very long on Instagram. He says, yes, a few months ago, Rosalia and I ended our engagement. The timeline stuff is now the stuff that I think is throwing people for a loop. Because it's like, wait, if you ended your engagement a few months ago, why did I see these videos of you doing promo for the EP in that time frame? Like a few months is just vague enough where it could mean that they were kind of faking it or that it happened after all that promo ended, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also this just happened, so it's like, who knows what? Yeah. She might put out a statement also confirming that there was no, like, cheating to kind of get people off his back. Mm-hmm. But if she doesn't put out that statement, I'm like, I'm going to believe the cheating rumors, you know? The power dynamic was so, cl- like, it almost wasn't worth talking about this on the show until he released the statement. Because the statement is so, it's such a sign of the power dynamic between them. He knows that she's more powerful, so he's like, I have to do this. Meanwhile, she's like, I don't have to say shit, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um Meanwhile, at the bottom of the People article, it said related articles, and we have four related articles at the bottom carousel. One, Rosalia and Raul Alejandro balance each other. She's a freak, crazy workaholic, and he's relaxed. Number two, Rosalia and Raul Alejandro's relationship timeline. Number three, Rosalia and Raul Alejandro are engaged. See their love story and her ring in Beso music video. Number four, Emma Watson's dating history from Cordover Street to Brandon Green. (laughs) Now that. Now that's a tome. I'm obsessed with that, and you know that, but we don't need to get into it. Okay, actually, crazy timing. Timmy just sent us a tweet as we're finishing this segment. Of course. Of course. After <laughs> I was you, like, Timmy. something's coming. Something's, something's coming. coming. If she responds, it's like, yep. She, she responded. responded. But what's okay, this is interesting because it's still, you still got the power dynamic thing going. Rosalia speaks out following split with Raul Alejandro. It's a screenshot of an Instagram story she left that's in Spanish, but the translation is. I love, admire, and respect Raul so much. Nothing but false stuff. Only we know what we've been through. These are difficult times, and it's not easy, so I thank everyone for understanding and respecting. So I think she's still saying, it's all vague, this is all vague. I think she's still saying they're broken up, but that the rumors about him are untrue. Right, well, it's like she's confirming the breakup, but she's also, like, getting some of the heat off him. Denying attention. Which was always, obviously, the option, which kind of makes me think... It it didn't happen, but also I'm like, you never know. Yeah, you, you never, never know. know. Okay. You never know. The top reply is, are we sure he didn't cheat? And it's like, that's exactly what that's she's exactly trying to what say she's here. That's exactly what she's trying to deny. <laughs> right. That's exactly what she's, what she's saying is that he didn't say. cheat. So right. if you if you want to take her at her word, take her at her word. Okay. That's what she's right. saying. If you want to wait for the music in a year, then wait for the music in wait a year. Wait for the music in a year. Okay. Let's move on. I was in Florida this past weekend, and guess what was talk of the town your mom's aura frame the aura frame the aura frame kept it was scrolling through every photo i was like oh oh there's that oh there's that oh there. i'm like where'd they get that photo there's always a photo where i'm like where'd they get that photo how'd they get that photo i don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me like when she <laughs> sends me a text gift i'm like where did you find that and sometimes i look at her aura frame and i'm like where did you download this no i'm like where did you get this photo from whose instagram did you steal this photo off of you know they love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crop so it'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone it'll just be photo a full that's Instagram. on the Aura frame. They exactly, with comments and everything. It'll just be on. <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes, so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the Aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about Aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm-hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. Aura app. 
and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. Can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting. You gotta be careful. Photos you gotta be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it. But you should do it. Gotta be a little bit careful. But <laughs> Aura frames it. are Wi-Fi connected, and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> what when I sleep to... on other beds, what is there I else get to say mad. Is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm -hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm -hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm -hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much so rude everybody is unique and i mean everybody two words because everyone sleeps differently their bodies are different and that's why helix has several different mattress models to choose from each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences i'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper some people are back sleepers some people are exclusively side sleepers there's a helix mattress for all of you not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. I don't know about you, but I got the shoppies, and I'm ready to <laughs> shop. Shoppies. Thank God it's Rakuten's Big Give Week. You get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ulta, Adidas, Doc Martin, Ray-Ban. I'm just naming the ones that I like, the, the brands that I like. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During the Big Give Week, May 6th through May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I just actually got some cash back. It's incredible. Rakuten deposits your cash back directly into your PayPal account, or they can send you a check. They have 15 million members who are already saving. So join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, I'm sure it has not escaped your attention this week that uh, Audrey of the VIP list girlies injured herself in the perhaps most VIP list girly way possible by 
getting second-degree burns on a hookah at a uh, club in Greece. Um, I wondered if there's anything to say about that, or at the very least, if we could hear Lindsay's impression of the VIP list, girlies. Thank you. Zane Loewe, crunch, crunch. I Lindsay, you have to do an impression of a hookah falling on one of the VIP list girlies in Barcelona. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. She got second degree burnt. She did. That sucks. This sucks. really is what happens. And I, I kind of love this about it. When the VIP list girlies leave New York and don't go to Miami, this is what They're happens. only allowed in New York and Miami. That's the, it. You they can, can't go anywhere else. If you are a VIP ensues. list girly, you can't go anywhere but New York or Miami. They're only on the list in those two cities. <laughs> They're not on the list in Mykonos. They're not on the list in Barcelona. They're not on the list. The minute I saw that these girlies went international, I said, oh, no, <laughs> get back to New York immediately. This is not good. They went international on a Spawn cruise as well. The new Spawn cruise that's getting Don't so even much say attention. It. Don't even say what it is. JLo's doing Spawn. Every I just time say, I, I don't even want now, you to J-Lo's name it. JLo's up on the screen being like, I don't want you to do Spawn for oh. it. Okay. It's too much Spawn. It's too much Spawn. Leap it out. So what happened? I mean, what didn't happen, essentially? The VIP list girlies are documenting their European vacation from hell on TikTok and Instagram. And every story is like, truly like, we had the worst night of our lives, followed by the next worst light of our lives. They got robbed in Greece. I mean, I will say the minute they left the States, they turned into those TikTokers that are like, my Airbnb has cameras. You know, like, <laughs> no one in Europe drinks water. <laughs> My I think they, they became like one of those travel things. It's like, mm-hmm. we got robbed in Greece. <laughs> we got sex trafficked in Turkey. We, a hookah fell on me at the club. <laughs> How does a hookah fall on you at the club? What I think happened is that the hookah was on a table and then they yanked the hose a little too much. And then it How fell do you on know her. this? Have you ever had a hookah accident at the club? I've had hookah accidents in the past, but not in the club. I don't go to the club, but I like hookah. Remember my hookah era? Yeah, my hookah era was iconic. (laughs) I carried around with me and I take it to parties. That was iconic. Wait, that's like dark. Have you? That was one of my best eras. Have you had a hookah? I didn't know you during that era. Oh yes, you did. No, you did, but I never. I never did a hookah that you carried into a party. You definitely smoked from that hookah at least once. No, 100%. I did. 100%. Are you kidding? You egged me on. You were one of the people who egged me on. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. There are photos from this time? Yeah, it was that cute little hookah. I got it at like the bodega next to me in Bushwick. And, I like, got it, it at the bodega. <laughs> I bought I the hookah at the bodega. I think I blacked this out because it was traumatic. You never had a hookah accident at the club or with your small hookah? <laughs> no, I never had a hookah accident at the club, but I pulled to our where the hookah almost broke. If you pull, I think it was on, it was elevated. She pulled it. It probably fell on her. With and all the, the hot coals water. And the and hot the water. Coals. God, that's actually really true. It's actually, I saw this and I did like gasp because it, before you even do like a little bit like, oh my God, like a little <laughs> laugh thing, you are kind of like, that's so awful to happen. Like that's so traumatic. She had to go home. Having to go to having to go to a hospital in another country where you don't speak the language and you're hurt. I mean, it's just so no. funny because they made all these contents where they were like, our Airbnb, our Airbnb was fucked up. We were robbed in Greece. We're stranded in Sicily.
Last night, we got robbed in Greece. Before I spill the tea, let me just tell you how it started. We spent the night in Piraeus and chose Thea Thalassa strictly for the vibes. I mean, can you blame us? This view is almost as stunning as we are. The wine here is also six euros. It's literally dangerous, but at the same time, New York, please hop on this wave. We have been on a Greek salad tour since we got here, and this one was crack. We also got the fried feta. I think this is the Greek version of a mozzarella stick, and I am officially obsessed. The owner was so sweet. He helped us choose the best items on the menu, like this lobster. Yes, he introduced us to it before we ate it. Go cry about it. The portion size could feed an entire village, and the lobster was so fresh. The owner also convinced us to get the Dover sole, and it fucked. However, when the bill came, we realized we had been robbed. At least they had the courtesy to give us free limoncello shots, and there were multiple Greek daddy sightings, so I'm not even crying about it. And then somebody said, can it get worse? And then they literally reposted that and wrote, a hook gun fell on Audrey at the club in Barcelona, <laughs> and now we're at the hospital. It's 4 a.m. The trip from hell continues. I have to say, if I was bleep this out, I wouldn't be so thrilled that the girlies that we paid to come on our cruise are, like, having the worst time ever, like, getting kidnapped. I don't mean to laugh at that. I mean, the story is horrific, what happened to them. I think everyone understands that we think it's horrific, but I just am also kind of just gagging at how bad how many of these things are supposedly happening to them. Right. The marketing team was like, oh, why did we choose them? Of all people. You know I mean, what I mean? I'm surprised that they didn't jokingly put, like, the... I'm going to bleep this hashtag and all of these TikToks because honestly, that would have been really funny. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it is to funny. Be fair, the cruise only got them to Europe. It didn't take them through Europe. You know, TikTok is insane, though. It's like replying to at a twink and a redhead update. <laughs> we are all crying about it. Hashtag story time. Hashtag emergency. Hashtag burn survivor. Hashtag Euro summer. Hashtag trip. Wait, I'm sorry. Replying go to cry. at a twink and a redhead. You don't want to get burned by a hookah in a club? Cry about well, it. I did well, when the, it happened to me. A twink, a twink and a redhead wrote, Pliss, crying, crying, crying. Y'all need to come home, OMG. And I agree. Said, we are crying about it. They're okay, so we can laugh. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess they're not home yet. So we don't, we don't know what could happen in the flight home. I mean, or the cruise home. I don't know. Anything could happen. Truly, truly what's next? And it's also <laughs> funny if you were like, what what dangers await the VIP girlies on the cruise ship? I would be like, diarrhea. You know, that would be the most, like, they're, like this. I would also be like, maybe the ship sinks or something. I don't know. Again, these are all situations in which they survive. Don't worry. I'm not, like, being that mean. But I'm just saying, like, those would be the two. But those things didn't even happen. I did the sum in my head, and with the number of lifeboats times the capacity you mentioned, forgive me, but it seems like there are not enough for everyone aboard. <laughs> What's his name? Mr. 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 Andrews. Mr. Andrews? <laughs> Mr. Andrews? Yes, Audrey? Yes, Audrey? Yes, Audrey? I did the math. <laughs> Mr. Andrews goes... Yes, Audrey, you're right. There are enough lifeboats. Go cry about it. <laughs> I hate that they're so funny. I'm dying. It's so hot in New York today, and my little room is so oh, hot, no. and I'm sobbing. Oh, oh my no. God, I'm sobbing, and it's, I'm sweating You're stuck crying. in another hot car. I'm, no, but it's just my home, because I can't turn on the fan in here. I'm so sorry. Oh we God. can, let's like, let's go to the next topic so you don't die. 
You guys, aliens are real. Aliens are them. The best tweet I saw about it was from Snooki, where she said, I literally want to cry with what is happening at the UFO hearing. History. Finally, the public gets to hear what we've all known and thought. She's not wrong. Crunch, crunch. Snooki tweeted, yes, aliens, aliens UFOs, UFOs, let's, let's go. go. Actually, yesterday, everybody was like, yes, aliens, UFOs, let's go. Well, not everyone. I was. And other people were like, why is everyone believing that someone who's clearly crazy just because they're under oath? It's like, I'm sorry. How am I not supposed to be interested by someone telling Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that there are aliens? I said the same thing to my brother yesterday. I was like, not to be whatever, but you can be under oath and delusional. Like, oh, I know that. Being under oath does not excuse you from saying what you believe because you believe to be telling the truth. Like, right. it, under oath does not mean truth, you know? These people are probably quite mistaken, but it doesn't change the fact that it's <laughs> that like kind of crazy. Aliens. That he's like, yeah, there's aliens. So I understand Snooki's fucking whole deal when she goes, I literally want to cry with what is happening at the UFO hearing history. Finally, the public get to hear what we've all known and thought. <laughs> I'm sorry, what we've all known and thought is really funny. It's like known and thought. Wait, which one? Thought or known? Known, thought, <laughs> then known, known, then thought. Snooki's like, we knew there were aliens, me and my celebrity community of Kesha and Demi Lovato and Tom DeLonge. Tom DeLonge went, the UFO hearings today made history. I am so proud of these three witnesses today that blew the lid off UFO secrecy that has been intact for decades. Here's the thing about aliens. Thems aren't talking about aliens. Only who's are talking about aliens. That's interesting. Well, I was like saying, yesterday I was like, where's Kesha? Where's Demi? Where are the voices of the UFOs are real movement in the celebrity world? Why aren't they coming out Demi had out a whole show about, about aliens. Yeah, I'm just saying, we have, we have the hearings. The other thing that I think is interesting about that comment is, do do I think the government has secrets? Yeah. Do I think mm -hmm. they're aliens? Not necessarily. You know what I mean? But wouldn't it be cool if they were? Yeah, for sure. It'd be cooler than what they really are, which is a lot, probably a lot worse. Yeah, but what if they're aliens? That'd be so cool. I know. Anyway, so aliens are real and the who's know it. The thems haven't found out yet. It's trickling up, okay? <laughs> the alien news is trickling up. Everyone's mad that these people who testified in Congress didn't show any proof of aliens. They just said that they've like seen the bodies or heard about the bodies or seen the craft or heard about the craft. It's like, I saw the proof this morning. I saw the proof of aliens What'd this morning. What'd you see? In fucking full 1080p HD on my computer. The trailer for Morning Show Season 3. Mm -hmm. Nothing but aliens. Aliens left to right. Aliens like, everywhere. Second mention of the Morning Show trailer for Sorry, Season that trailer, 3. That trailer has completely fucked me up. <laughs> Nothing but aliens. Aliens <laughs> all the way down. <laughs> Nothing but aliens. Hi, you guys. Um, so I am pretty sure I invented this new game this weekend, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. So I just wanted to invite you guys in. So the game goes as follows. Has ex-celebrity, whatever celebrity, have they ever done the cha-cha slide? So I think this is interesting because there are some people who I'm like absolutely has done the cha-cha slide, Michelle Obama, for one. Um, all the Kardashians, you cannot convince me, have not done the cha-cha slide. And there are some, like, for example, Mary-Kate and Ashley, Nicole Kidman. They do not know what it is. But it really gets interesting when there are some where I cannot tell you one way or the other. For example, Anne Hathaway, I couldn't tell you 
whether Rihanna has done it. Um, but I just wanted to alert you guys to this new, um, this new game, this new phenomenon, if you will. Um, I thought it might be fun to play maybe with the, the who's that you discussed on today's show. Okay, thanks. Crunch, crunch, brainsy brain. I do think that it's important to, are we lumping cha-cha slide in with electric slide and no. like the wobble? We're no. just talking cha-cha slide. I don't think it works unless it's just the cha-cha slide. It's not, we're not talking about the wobble. We're not talking about electric no. slide. It's very, sp- the cha-cha slide is its own thing. And I think I agree. we, should, I we shouldn't cheapen it. We shouldn't, you know, dilute it. That being it. said, I do think that Anne Hathaway has done the cha-cha slide. <laughs> yes. She loves to dance. Right. Rihanna, I don't know. The thing about the cha-cha slide is that it's a pretty fun dance, but it's not a banger. When you hear it, you're not like, yay. Electric slide is a banger. When Rihanna's like holding a drink and just sort of like vibing, that's that's the version of her. Like sunglasses on in the club. I could see her doing the cha-cha slide. Yeah, but that's not doing the cha-cha slide. I think it should only count if you've done it. You have to do it all the way through once. At least once. Maybe twice. And you don't think she's done it all the way through once? No. You think she looked at people doing it and was like, I'm going to sit this one out? Exactly. Okay. Like, okay, I guess I can see that. Do you think, as the caller has asked, do you think that Rosalia has done the cha-cha slide? I'd say no. I would say no. But do you think that Jody Sweeten has done the cha-cha slide? Yes, and Andrea Barber. For sure. And Snooki, for sure. But do you think that Rami Malek has done the cha-cha slide? Never. I don't even think he's ever heard the cha-cha slide. No. You know? Lucy Boynton, though? She said, Rami! texting him Rami come back they're doing the cha-cha slide I think that that's actually of the people we've talked about in this episode I think Lucy Boynton is the hardest one to answer that question about because she's a I ghost. have really no sense of who she she's is she's a ghost right I was gonna say I have a my feeling. gut kind of says my gut kind of says no but I have no idea mm, interesting. I think Iowa Debris done the cha-cha slide for sure it's a funny dance and she's a funny person and yeah, I think that's everyone. Oh, Snooki for sure. We said Snooki. Yeah. You said Snooki's on the cha-cha And I slide. think the VIP list girlies have not done it. What do you think? Have you done the cha-cha slide? I've done the cha-cha slide. I'm not good. Yeah. I'm not good at those dances, but I've done it. Yeah. Like I never learned a two-step. I never learned an electric slide. I like trip over myself in a way that actually like makes me want to cry. I like. Oh no. I feel like there's something about my like center of gravity. I can't yeah, do these tall. dances. You're very tall. <laughs> it's the same thing with skiing. I can't ski and I can't do the electric slide. It doesn't well, work. Well, it's not <laughs> nice to say you can't. You just I trip like over my. I know. If you practiced, I think if you if you decide to practice the cha-cha slide, I think you would get good at it. Is that something you should be practicing? I don't know. I don't know if anyone needs to practice. Well, I like the cha-cha slide because the cha-cha slide tells you exactly what to do. The electric slide, you have to kind of memorize it. Cha-cha slide, it's like, he's telling you what to do. That's why the electric slide is a banger and the cha-cha slide is like kind of a flop song. <laughs> well, the cha-cha mean? slide, I was, I was looking this up before we recorded. That part where it's like... That's the best part. That's the best part. Cha-cha, real smooth. Turn it out. The cha-cha slide was developed, developed to be an aerobics exercise. Wait. This is what I didn't know. Switch to this tab. Cha-cha slide is a song by American artist DJ Casper, who, by the way, that's a who. Thank you. DJ Casper originally wrote the cha-cha slide as a step aerobics routine for his nephew, who was working at the time as a personal trainer at a fitness club. Perry wrote and recorded his performance of the original version of the song titled Casper Slide Part 1 in January 1988. He wrote it to be like... A workout. It was initially aimed at aerobic sessions and nightclubs alike. So both. Mm-hmm. And now it's played at parties forever, I guess. Yeah, forever. You know, it was inspired forever. by the Chicago stepping movement, which is pretty interesting. I love it. Okay, and we're done. Now we know who's done the cha-cha slide. 
<laughs> Bobby needs to we practice. Know all, so I know I need to practice. We know all sorts of things. Keep calling in at 619 who them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentary tracks, newsletter sometimes, and more. Buy tickets to our live shows, whoweekly.us. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for writing our Read theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. FYI, we're not going to have a show on Tuesday next week, so don't miss us too much. We're going to put something special there instead, but we will see you on Thursday. Bye. See you to our live show next week. Bye. Hey. Hey. Yes, Audrey, you're right. There are enough lifeboats. Go cry about it. <laughs> Lindsay Bobby, good evening. Just listening to you talk about Jim Toth, Tim Rock, and I was just in Venice a month ago on a tour of the Doge Palace. I just like saying Doge Palace. And I ribbed my husband in the ribs, because of where his ribs are, and said, hey, that's Reese Witherspoon's ex-husband. And that's her son Deacon. And that's her son Tennessee. And my husband just looked at me and said, why the fuck would you know that? And I'm like, everybody knows that who has Instagram. So I feel like your attack of Jim Toth, Tim Roth calling in his own celebrity sightings is unfounded because I found him. Have a great day. Crunch, crunch. Hi, women's soccer person calling in. Um, just wanted to also reassure Bobby that the NWSL is an impossible acronym to pronounce. Um, even for those of us who have been watching the league for 10 years. Um, so don't be too hard on yourself because it is, you know, basically just you swallow every football. Um, turn, turn, bye. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, okay. My question stems from, like, kind of – actually, you know what? I just realized I don't actually want to ask this. Maybe this is just something I can think about. <laughs> Okay, showing home. My family might be full of superstars, but here in Greenwich, there can only be one A-lister. People are hungry. They want to eat. Dead man walking? Well, this girl is living. Grunch, grunch. My boyfriend just left for work, and I said, Godspeed, Bella Hadid. And he turns around and says, who? Crunch, crunch.